And I want to draw out a truth. I believe the Lord would have for us this morning and pray that the Lord would help us. And we understand when we come to Acts chapter number 9, uh, we are coming to a portion of Scripture where we're going to uh, come encounter with a man by the name of Saul. Yeah. We understand that Saul, who later would become uh, the Apostle Paul, uh, outside of the Lord Jesus, Brother Wayne, I believe to be the greatest preacher right. uh, that ever put on shoe leather, was the Apostle Paul. Right. And uh, the reason the majority of the uh, wrote more books in your Bible than uh, than any other writer, and the uh, majority of the New Testament was written by the Apostle Paul. Right. But I want to look in Acts chapter number 9, 22 and 26, and I want to draw out a very, very... Uh, uh, I guess you would say important event that changed and altered the life mm. of Saul, which would become the Apostle Paul. Right. In Acts chapter number 9, verse number 1, the Bible says, And Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any of this way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. And he journeyed, and he came near Damascus. Now we've already read three portions of Scripture, and this word Damascus has popped up twice. Remember that word. And he journeyed, and he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth, and a voice saying unto him, A Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the bricks. He trembling and astonished said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise, and go into a city, and he shall be told thee what thou must do. Now look with me in Acts 22, and verse number 1, Acts 22 and verse number 1. Hold your place there in Acts 9. We'll go back there. Acts chapter number 22 and verse number 1. Listen to this. It says, Men and brethren and fathers, hear ye my defense which I make now unto you. And when they heard they, that he spake in the Hebrew tongue, this is the Apostle Paul speaking to them, they kept the more silence. And he said, I am barely a man which am a Jew, born in Tarsus, a city in Cilicia, yet brought up into the city at the feet of Gamaliel, and taught according to the perfect manner of the law of the fathers. And was zealous toward God as ye all are in this day. Now persecuted this way unto the dead. Binding and delivering into the prisons both men and women. And also the high priesthood bearing me witness. And all the estate of the elders. From whom I also I received letters unto the brethren. And went to Damascus. To bring them which were there bound unto Jerusalem. For to be punished. And it came to pass that I made my journey and was come nigh unto Damascus about noon. Suddenly there shone from heaven a great light round about me, and I fell to the ground and heard a voice saying unto me, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And I answered, Who art thou, Lord? And he said unto me, I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom thou persecutest. And they that were there with me saw indeed the light and were afraid, but they heard not the voice of him that spake to me. And I said, What shall I do, Lord? And the Lord said unto me, Arise and go into Damascus, and there it shall be told thee of all the things which are appointed for thee to do. Now look at Acts chapter number 26. 
Acts chapter uh, number 26. And uh, I want you to look with me in verse number. Look with me in verse number 9. Acts 26 and verse number 9. The Bible says, I verily thought with myself that I ought to do many things contrary to the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Paul speaking again. Which things also I did in Jerusalem. And many of the saints did I shut up in prison. Having received authority from the chief priests. And when they were put to death, I gave my voice against them. And I punished them often in every synagogue. And compelled them to blaspheme. And being exceeding mad against them, I persecuted them. Even under the strange cities. Whereupon as I went to Damascus. With authority and commission from the chief priest. At midday, O king, I saw in the way a light from heaven. Above the brightness of the sun, a shining round about me, and them which journeyed with me. And when we were when we uh, were all fallen to the earth, I heard a voice speaking unto me and saying in the Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And I said, Who art thou, Lord? And he said unto uh, he said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. But arise and stand upon thy feet. For I have appeared unto thee for this purpose. To make thee a minister and a witness both of these things which thou hast seen. And those things in which I will appear unto thee. Three times in Acts chapter 9. Acts chapter 22. In Acts chapter number 26. We are given the account. Of a very important event yep. in the life of the Apostle Paul. You say, preacher, what event was that? Well, uh, this event was the testimony of where God saved the Apostle Paul. Bless Three you. times he gives this account yeah. of the day when he had an encounter with the Son of God. Uh-huh. And in all three accounts we find of this word mentioned Damascus. Yeah. Now we understand that the Lord Jesus saved the Apostle Paul on the road that led to Damascus. Right. And if the Lord will be my help this morning, I want to preach on this thought, on do you have a Damascus road? Do you have a Damascus road? Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, in the precious name of the darling Lamb of God, Lord, as we bow before you this morning, Lord God, we just thank you, oh Lord, that I feel your presence in this place. Father, I thank you, oh, that I feel the Spirit of God stirring in my soul this morning. Lord, I do want to thank you for that, because you said where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And Lord, I praise your blessed name this morning for the portion of Scripture that you directed my heart to this morning. Lord, you've arranged the atmosphere for such a time as this. You've arranged the audience for such a time as this. You've arranged, you, you arranged each one who would be here to you how oh, you laid this message upon my heart and I pray now bless the Holy Ghost I pray oh Father you do that work which only you can do I pray Lord God that you draw sinners unto yourself you said if I be lifted up I'll draw all sinners unto me. And I'll pray, Lord, this morning we not see man, but we'd see the God man high lifted up. And I pray, Lord God, give glory and honor to your blessed name. And we'll love you and we'll thank you now for what you do. In Jesus' name we ask all these things. Amen Amen. and amen. Amen. Do you have a Damascus road? Now, when I speak about this Damascus road, I want you to understand that I'm not talking about the geographical location of where the Apostle Paul was saved at. In the sense, uh, Brother Wayne, uh, that you've got to go there. Have you been to Damascus? Have you been to Jerusalem? I'm not talking about your geographical.
location this morning so much. As much as I am talking about the event that took place in the life of the Apostle Paul, yeah. where God changed his life, yeah. where God did an eternal work in his heart and in his life, I wonder this morning, do you have a Damascus road where you had an encounter with God Almighty? This last week I uh, was blessed to be able to celebrate 12 years of being saved. April the 8th, 2009 was my day when the Lord allowed me to have a Damascus Road experience. Amen. On that day was the day when the Lord Jesus changed my life for all eternity. I want you to hear me well this morning. What took place on that day? I have not yet been able to get over it because what took place on that day, it changed my location. It changed my destination. Amen. I went from listening on my way to hell after being on my way to heaven. I want to say it changed my citizenship. I went from being a child of the devil to being a child of the living God. Hey. I went from being a child of this world yes. to being a child of another world. Yeah. I want to say thank God for that good glad day when the Lord Jesus brought me to the end of myself yeah. and allowed me to see that I was a sinner lost on my way to hell and that He was mighty good to save my wretched soul. Oh my I wonder this morning, do you have a Damascus road? I want you to notice before we get into the thought this morning, Notice with me all three accounts that we read this morning, Brother Barry. We are never given the date in which the Apostle Paul was saved. We don't know if it was a Monday. We don't know if it was a Thursday. We don't know what day it was. You know why? Because the importance is not so much on the period of time in which the Apostle Paul was saved. But rather what we are given is not the period of time in which the Lord where the Lord saved the Apostle Paul, but rather the place where God saved the Apostle Paul. I wonder this morning, do you have a place? Do you have a Damascus road? Right now, while I'm preaching, do you have a place that you can go back to in your mind where you can say at that place, the Lord Jesus saved my soul. I was thinking about my place. And Brother Ray, my place was 8806 Hogan'sville Road, Hogan'sville, Georgia. Right beside my mama's bed. Everybody else was outside. I walked into that bedroom. The Lord was dealing with my heart. I've been under conviction for several days. And I just basically had thrown up that white flag of submission. And I knelt down beside that bed. And the Lord Jesus saved my soul. Now listen. My mama's done now in heaven. Somebody else lives in that house. And I may not ever be able to go back to that specific place. I may not ever be able to walk back into that specific room, in that specific house. But oh, many times since that day, my mind has gone back down memory lane. And many times I've had to go back to that place when the devil would tell me I was lost and I was on my way to hell. I had to go back to that place where the Lord reminded me where I was saved by His amazing grace. That place was my Damascus road. That place was where the Lord Jesus did an eternal work in my life. I wonder this morning, do you have a place? While I'm preaching right now, do you have a place? I believe we've got a lot of people who they've got a specific place marked in their Bible where they can remember they quoted a prayer. Had a little fuzzy feeling. Amen. Had a 
Yeah. Amen. All it did was just ease their conscience. But they never listened. They never had the place where the Lord did a work in their life. I believe the reason why the church is in the mess that it's in in this hour is because we've got a lot of people. Listen, they've got a head knowledge about a place. But they don't have a heart knowledge about a place. And y'all know me well enough to know I've been here now going on two years. I'm not in the business of making somebody doubt their salvation. He said, I've written these things in my word that you may know that you have eternal life. But the Bible does say this, there'll be many. In that day, they'll say, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in thy name? Did we not cast out any evil spirits? Yeah. And he'll say, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. Right. There'll be many in that day thought they were saved. Right. Thought that their name was written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. And they'll find out on that judgment day that they was a twofold child of hell. Listen, right. Lord. Amen. So let me remind you this morning. It is very important. That you have a Damascus Road. Right. What was so important about this Damascus Road? Well, this Damascus Road was a place where God confronted Saul. <laughs> it was a place where God confronted Saul. Can I say to you, my Damascus Road was a place where God confronted me. Look with me at verse number, uh, verse number three. I want you to see this. Verse number three. It said, as he journeyed, he came near to Damascus, chapter 9, and suddenly there shone round about him a light from heaven. Here it is, and he fell to the earth. And he heard a voice saying, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? He said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. You see, the apostle of this time, Saul, Listen, Lord. was on that road to Damascus. He'd already done been to the priest. And he'd gotten letters that it might go to Damascus to listen, to begin, once again, to persecute the saints of God. Right. You go back to Acts chapter number 8. We're given the event by the man by the name, uh, listen, by a man by the name of Stephen, yeah. who was a man that was filled with the Holy Ghost. Yeah, man. And we find, Bible said that Saul consented unto the death of Stephen. Right. But that means he gave the approval for Stephen to be put to death. Right. See, the apostle of Saul was not always a saved man. No. But Saul was rather a very religious man. Yes. But we find in Acts chapter 22, if you'll read that, he talks about how he was studied in the law, how he was a Pharisee of the Pharisees, how he could quote the whole law by heart, how he could quote the Old Testament by heart, how he was studied and trained under a man by the name of Gamaliel. And there was a man that was well known. He was studied in the Word of God. He had a head knowledge. Listen, Saul did not have a place in his life up to this point where God confronted him. That's right. So what do you mean where God confronted him? Well, you notice in the text, he said he was on the road to Damascus. And the Bible said a light shone out of heaven and knocked him off his horse. And he fell to the ground. I like what one preacher said. He said on that day, he was on his high horse. But before that day went in, he was on the ground. You see, the apostle Saul was on that road that day. But he was minding his own business. He wasn't looking for God, but you all would agree with me this morning. Those Saul wasn't looking for God. 
So he did the text. Yeah. He said, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? Yeah. Saul, who art thou, Lord? Yeah. He said, I am Jesus, yeah. whom thou persecutest. Yeah. You see, he had a place where God confronted him about his condition. Yes, he did. He had a place, can I say it like this, where God dealt with him about his sin. Amen. Y'all see that? Yeah. See, we've got a salvation in this day that it saves people, but they don't want a salvation that deals with sin. Right. And you know what I found out? The Bible says, uh, I believe it's in uh, Isaiah, His name shall be called Jesus, for He shall save His people from their sins. Y'all do realize this morning, the salvation of the Bible saves you from sin. Amen. It don't save you to sin. No. It saves you from sin. Yeah, and you see, when we look at this text, you know what the Lord did in the life of the Apostle Paul? Yeah. He dealt with him about his sin. Yeah. I want you to notice in the text, he dealt with it specifically. Yeah. Yeah. He said, I'm here without persecutors. Yeah. Mm. Amen. He dealt with him about, listen, he dealt with him what was the God in his life. That's right. You see, Paul was zealous about persecuting the saints. Saul was eager. He lived for it. He woke up in the morning and he wanted to see which person he could kill. He lived all day long on his mind. I'm making a vow. I want to stomp out the name of Jesus. I want to listen. He spent his whole life I'm trying to listen, tell everybody that Jesus was not who he said he was. See, Saul didn't believe Jesus was the Son of God. Amen. He believed he was an illegitimate child. Born, uh, listen, I was born in adultery. He didn't believe Jesus was the Son of God. He wanted to make sure they stomped out that name of Jesus and killed everyone that professed that Jesus was the Son of God. You see, that's what he lived for. That's what he woke up in the morning for. That's what gave him joy throughout the day. Read what it says about when he killed Stephen. They said they threw the coat. A young man stayed by the name of Saul. Read your brother. I personally believe maybe Saul might have picked that jacket up. Maybe put that jacket on. Don't know what happened to it. Do it. But maybe he wore it as a badge of honor. I killed Stephen. Yeah. I don't know. Neither do you. That's the good part about it. That's right. But see, on this day, yeah. on this day, Brother Keith, the Lord was confronting Saul about his life. They might. I can remember, I reminisce a lot this week because it's just been fresh on my mind. Yeah, good, About the day of the Lord Satan. Mm -hmm. See, I grew up in a religious home. My daddy was a preacher, my daddy was a pastor. I mean, I'd go to church, ahead, I'd sit on the front row, y'all don't believe this, I'd even say amen. I taught Sunday school. Bless you, Lord. I mean, I sung in the choir, I'd raise my hand. Did y'all know something? I wouldn't say Because I won't listen. I, I'd be in church. I had everybody fooled. Yeah. I go back. I, I'll give you phone numbers. Let you call it. So I they said there was anybody who thought was saved. It was Paul. Because I played that role so well. Yeah. Yeah. I'd go back out there into the world and live as dirty as a junkyard dog. Yeah. Amen. Wicked. I come in church. Like I can remember times on Wednesday night. We have Wednesday night prayer meeting. And I remember I come in on Wednesday night. And I've been living like the world all week long. And I was so scared somebody was going to find out. I was so scared my daddy was going to find out. I was so scared my mom was going to find out. And they'd have that prayer. And I'd go down and I'd get in the corner all by myself. And I'd say, oh, God, I pray you don't let them find out. Oh, God, I pray you don't let them find out. Just how wicked I am. Bless you. 
But see, I had to keep telling myself I was saved. Yeah. I had to keep trying to listen. Because you know what the devil would do? You're saved. So you ain't got to get you saved. Yeah. I think you read your Bible. You sit on the front row. You say amen when the preacher preaches. You teach Sunday school class. You sing in the choir. Your name's on the church roll. You got it. You got it. You got it. Your mama wrote down in front of your Bible the day you were saved on January the 12th of 2001. That was the day when your mama wrote your name down in front of your Bible. See, that, 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 that's that period of time. Bless the Lord. But you want to know what? That day I made that quote unquote confession. You know why I made it? To get my daddy off my back. Bless you want to know the reason why I made that, that, that deal with God that day? Hey, it's because I was tired about hearing my mom embarrass me in front of my friends about how she prayed for me in the middle of the night and prayed that God would save my soul. I knew that if I had make a profession of salvation, well, listen, all I did was make a profession, but I never had a possession. Listen, listen, I claimed the name, but stayed exactly the same. Listen, all I went down, listen, I even was baptized. Went down to wet center, or dry center, came up to wet center. Go ahead, Paul. I had a religious format. But I can remember as a 19-year-old when the Lord confronted me about myself. When the Lord, listen, when the Lord revealed to me that I was a sinner. I can remember talking to my best friend on the cell phone. And he said, well, friend, that you come back to church, I can remember. But Mark, I said on that phone that day, I said, I wish y'all would stop praying for me. I ain't saved. Everybody thinks I'm saved. And I just thought I was saved. But Brother Josh, when I got off that phone, it was like a light turned on. And I said, whoa, I really am lost. Bless you, Lord. I really am lost. See, I, that was the first time that I truly admitted that I was lost. Y'all hear me? That was the first time in my life when I really realized that I was lost. See, the Lord confronted me. Yes, it does. The Lord confronted me. Have you ever had a day in your life when the Lord Jesus confronted you? Right. I'm not talking about where he confronted your wife. I'm not talking about where he confronted your husband. I'm not talking about where he confronted your preacher. I'm not talking about where he confronted this person or that person. I'm talking about on an individual level. Have you ever had a place where the Lord looked at you and said, you're lost? Hey, Mike. I don't know if y'all know this or not. But you can't be found until you first realize you're lost. Yeah, man. We've got a lot of people that if you was to look at them and ask them, tell me about the day you got saved, they'd probably be very offended that you would even ask them, when did you get saved? I don't mind when people ask me when I get saved, when I got saved. That's the best thing ever happened to me. Somebody say amen. That's the best day in my entire life. I don't get offended when somebody asks me. I look for the opportunity to tell. tell. Preacher, brother. Do you know the reason why people get offended? Yeah. You don't know. That's it. And they'll sit there in their mind and they'll say, well, I remember. Uh, well, you know what? I've heard people say this. I've always been saved. Uh, <laughs> Preacher, brother. Well, I remember at vacation Bible school. My friends went down and uh, they were just saved. And I was the only one in my youth group that wasn't saved. And I didn't want to be the only one, so I went down and made a profession just like they did. Bless your heart. People, listen, will go through their whole life holding on to some profession that they made 
where they've never had a true encounter with the Lord Jesus, mm-hmm. where he dealt with their sin and revealed to them that they were lost. Yep, that's right. You see, the reason why some people don't want to be saved is like that rich young ruler. Yep. Remember when he come to Jesus and said, what must I do to hear yes. eternal life? Yeah. And you see, people don't understand that. They say, well, Jesus said, keep all that commandments. And he said, I did that when I was, when I, from the time I was born to you. This is what Jesus said. Go take everything you have. Go sell it. Give it to the poor. Yeah. Bible said he went away and wept bitterly because he had great possessions. You see, the reason that man, listen, that man's problem was not that he was a rich man. No. The Bible does say that the love of money is root of all evil, but being a rich man ain't going to be what's going to put you in hell. That's right. But you want to know what the Lord did on that day? The Lord dealt with him what was his God. Yes. The Lord dealt, see, the Lord knew that that man's riches was the God that was sitting upon his throne. Yes, in life. Yep. And you know what the Lord did that day? He dealt with him about the specific thing in his life that was coming between him and the Lord. Yeah. When the Lord he confronted him. Yeah. He confronted him. Have you ever had a day when the Lord confronted you? That's the day, Mike. You ever had that day? Yeah. Where the Lord called you by name. Yeah. Saul, Saul. And dealt with your sin. My persecutors found me. You see, there was a place on this Damascus road where God had confronted him. Mm-hmm. There was a second event that took place on this Damascus road. Not only where God confronted him, but where his guilt condemned him. Amen. Look at this. Book of verse number 6. And he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what wilt thou have? For me to do. You say, why was he trembling? Why was he astonished? Bless the Lord. You know why? Yeah. Because the Lord had just told him, yeah. confronted him about his sin. Yeah. I'm him about persecutors. Yeah. I'm Jesus. I love he said that. You know, it's amazing right there uh, that Saul said, Who art thou, Lord? Yeah. Who art thou? See, Saul believed in a God. Yeah. He just didn't believe Jesus was God. Yeah. Amen. Y'all didn't realize this morning that the devil believes there's a God. Yes, he does. He trembles. Yeah. Y'all didn't realize the devil goes to church every Sunday. <laughs> Y'all didn't realize the devil can quote that Bible better than we can. <laughs> he knows that Bible way better than we do. Bless him, Lord. The devil's a very religious devil. Yeah. But he's going to burn in the lake of fire. Amen. You see, the Apostle Paul, why was he trembling? Well, Lord dealt with him about his sin. You want to know what it was? He got convicted. Yes. You want to know what he got convicted about? Mm-hmm. You ready for this? You know what conviction is? A lot of people don't know about conviction. You ready for this? It's when you get convicted. Right. It's when you realize that you're guilty of the charges yep. that have been brought against you. Right. Right. When the judge of heaven not only brings the charges against you, mm-hmm. but when the Holy Ghost reveals to you yeah. that you're not, listen, you're not being framed. This ain't, this ain't somebody that's, uh, that made a mistake and arrested you because you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. Oh no, but he's dealing with you about your specific sin. He ain't listen. He didn't get your number wrong. He didn't get the pew number, the pew wrong. Yeah, he didn't right. get the person wrong. But he listened to you who he was going to deal with and he dealt with you. Right. He yeah. said, you persecuted foul me. Yeah. You know why I believe the triple? Because I believe, listen, I believe the triple because he was guilty. Yes. I'm guilty of the charges that are brought against me. I'm convicted. Bless. I believe he was astonished. You know why? Yeah. Because the Lord had to kill him. Yeah. 
whom thou persecutest. I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. Yeah. You know what's amazing? Preach that man. Saul, when Jesus says, I am whom thou persecutest. See, but this part, or this part, Saul has been persecuting the saints. But see, Jesus, let's say it like this, Jesus is taking this thing personal. Yeah. Right. He said, he didn't point out that he was persecuting the saints. He said, I'm, I'm he who thou persecutest. You want to know why? You ready for this? Because we're the body of Jesus. Yeah, man. And every time that Saul would persecute one of the saints, he was causing harm to the body of Christ. Yes, I did. You want to know what that text tells us? Yeah. He says, Saul, Saul, he says, it's hard for thee to get against the pricks. I looked that up. I studied that out, what it meant to kick against the pricks. Listen. And I know what some of you may be familiar with. Back in those days, they'd have those oxen that would carry those loads. And every now and again, but when those oxen would carry that load, they didn't want to carry it. They'd get lazy, if you were, or the weight would be so heavy uh, that they would just sit still and they didn't want to move no more. And you know what they did? They would take what was called a goad, an oxen goad. And what it was is a large pole, a long pole, that at the end of it had a very sharp object. Right. At and what they would do is that person who was following behind that ox, when that ox didn't want to go any further, they'd take that goad and they would poke him. And that harm from that poke would make that ox Get up and start going. Listen, Lord. Or maybe that ox will start getting out of the line and start going this way when it's supposed to be going straight. And they take that go and they poke me. Going straight. Or you go to the right and take that go and poke it. And get back in line. So why was God telling Saul on this day it's hard for them to keep against the bricks? Mm. You ready for this? This wasn't the first time I believe that the Lord had already started done dealing with Saul. Yeah. I believe every time that Saul persecuted a saint, I believe in his mind, I believe the Lord was dealing with him. Yeah, I believe when Saul consented to the death of Stephen, mm -hmm. I believe the Lord was breaking his heart. Yes. And this is the reason why when they listen to the, listen how it's used, it's hard for thee to kick against the priest. In other words, he is saying, can I say it like this? He is saying, Saul, it's hard for you to get away from the conviction. It's hard for me to get away from it. You see, when Saul was in, every day Saul would try to stomp out that name even more. But I kind of believe that name would get a little louder. And I believe he tried even harder. I got to get away from it. Yeah. It's driving me crazy. I mean, I, I try to stomp out that name Jesus, but it's just getting louder. I've got on there with Stephen. I mean, I did everything in my power. I told him to mash on with her team, but we stoned him. But yet all of a sudden, he looks up to heaven and said, Lord, lay it not to their tail. How can a man who I did so much harm to look and pray for me that God have mercy on my soul? He couldn't understand it. He couldn't shake it. Everywhere he went, that still small voice was speaking in his heart and saying, Saul, the Saul, why persecute us out of me? It's hard for me to keep this clear. That's right. It's called conviction. You see, Saul tried to get away from it, but it followed him where he went. Yes, it does. You see, that's what some of your problem is this morning. You think all you need to do is just get away from the sound of my voice. Listen, Lord. You think all you need to do is get away from the steeple. Yeah. Go home and get your lazy boy, turn the TV on, everything be all right. But you're so miserable. 
That's the reason why you don't have the joy of the Lord in your soul. Right. You're Good, trembling right now while I'm preaching because the Holy Ghost is, listen, he's calling your number. Yes. He's been dealing with you. I know this. I can see it on the countenance of your face. He's been dealing with you. He's been wooing you. He's listen. been calling you. And all of a sudden you say, i got to get out of church. i got to get out of church. And you get in the car and all the way home. The Lord's dealing with you. And you're laying on your pillow at night. The Lord's dealing with you. And you know that if you die, hell will be your home. And you say, i got my mama folded. i got my daddy folded. i got the preacher folded. i got another but God's telling you this morning, you don't have me full. And man's going to come and dare. Now, if you don't do business with me, you're going to die and go to hell. That's right. See, Saul thought he'd get away from it. Yeah. Yeah. where he went. Glory. Saul, I can remember. On that day, on that Sunday, I got saved on that Wednesday. That week before, Brother Donnie. Some men came to our house. Once again, they thought I was saved. They thought I was backslidden on God. But they failed to realize I wasn't backslidden. I've never slid enough. Good, brother. Yeah. There's a lot of people. They confess I'm just backslidden. But every other week, they're backslidden. Right. Yeah. Knock your head like Knock your Every week they're backslidden. Every week they're going back out in the world. I'm going to say this one. I'm glad today the Lord Jesus saved me. Listen, I'm glad he got eternal work in my life. Yes, I failed God. Yes, there's been times where I've grown cold and indifferent on God. But I'm glad that convicting power of the Holy Ghost won't let me continue on in my sins. There's something wrong with you this morning if you can see it. And the Lord Jesus don't deal with you about it. I'd be very afraid this morning if the Lord don't ever take you to the woodshed. Good. The Bible says, if you love it, you chase it. And if you're without chasing, you're a bastard and not a son. That's King James Bible. Very loud and clear. I'm glad for every time that the Lord breaks my heart that he's had to take me. Now hear me this morning. It breaks my heart on the rain every time the Lord's had to take me to the wicked place. But thank God, that's the joy that breaks my soul. Because the lets me know I'm a child now who won't let me go. Right. Amen. Right. I'm glad I know what that's like. Yeah. Brother Terry, I'm glad I know what it's like to be sitting in a service. It breaks my heart on one hand, but it does my to know I'm sitting there and I'm miserable because I've got sin in my life. Yeah. And I know I'm saved, but I'm not right with God. But the Lord continues to deal. You need to get that right. You need to get that right. Yes. You need to get that right. I'm glad for the day he convicted me before I got saved, but I'm glad he's been convicted me. Since I've been saved. See, Saul thought he'd get away from it. I remember. I told my mama, I said, they think I'm saved. They got they think I'm saved, but they don't realize I'm lost. And I said, but Terry, I said, I'm going to go to church this Sunday. Just to get them off my mind. Get them, leave me alone. Yeah, go ahead. I walked in that back church, sat on the very back row. That morning, Brother Mark got up and preached. I came to all I really don't remember when he preached. Yeah. All day I can remember. I was so broken. I was so empty. Bless you, I was so miserable. I was so lost. And I'm sitting up there and I heard the choir singing. And I sing the saints of God with tears running down their face. I sing the saints of God with their hand raised. They weren't singing to me, but they were singing unto the Lord. And I sat there on that back road thinking to myself, how in the world can people in the midst of a wicked world and a crazy world, how can they have so much joy? Bless you, Lord. I can hear the Lord saying, don't you want that joy? They said, they look like they're so happy. Yeah. Can I remind you this morning when saints of God go to rejoice and sinners go to repent? Right. Amen. You know what? It really makes them realize they ain't got what you got. That's right. I want to tell you something this morning. I've been around a bunch of them deadhead Baptists that the world don't want what they got because they don't look like they're Amen. 
He's not a God of the dead. He's a God of the living. Amen. Amen goes right there. It shall make you nervous and you just go ahead and be nervous because we saw thank God for the day where our past and death and alive. I'm glad the day we knew my name now. Yes,
You see, he said, Lord, what would I have me to do? Mm. You know what's amazing? The Lord saved his soul. That's right. I love this. You go home and read this Acts chapter 9. You know what the Lord did? Yeah. Go home and read this. Later on in Acts chapter number 9. The Lord's over there dealing with the Apostle Paul, or with Saul. It's going to be Paul. But way over here in Jerusalem, he's dealing with a man by the name of Ananias. Right. And he's telling Ananias, I've got a young man over there. I've saved him at Damascus Road. And I'm going to bring him to you. And listen, I want you to work with him. I want you to help him. I want to say it like this. I want you to be his preacher. Bless the Lord. Well, and I said, oh, you're talking about Saul. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you're talking about that man that, uh, uh, that just killed Stephen. I mean, the, the, the Holy Ghost still deacon. I mean, yeah. you know how hard those are to find? I mean, you, you, you want me to have something to do with him? I mean, you talking about somebody stomped out the name of Christ? Good, mean, are you sure he's saved? Come on. Y'all know that's how we be. Yeah. I mean, if there's somebody going around killing Christians, and all of a sudden the Lord starts dying in your and says, Hey, I want you to bring it to your house and give him some lunch. Bless Lord, are you sure you want me to do that? Because, yeah. I mean, this ain't some average person. This is the person that lives to kill Christians. And that's, Lord, you know this not, but that's what I claim to be. I claim to be a Christian. Yeah. And all of a sudden the Lord says, I've got a great plan for you. Right. I've got good news for you. When I got saved, I got in on the little end of something I did. I never knew what the Lord was going to do with my life. No. Good. I didn't know the Lord was going to bring me to put a curse out. Have y'all heard me say this a thousand times? I didn't even know there was a put a out. Some of y'all still don't know there's a put a curse out. Amen. You've been living here your whole life. Bless the Lord. I never knew what God was going to do. No, so like God told us, I, I'm not saying I'm the Apostle Paul, but I want to say this, just like God had a plan for Paul, God had a plan for my life. Yes, he does. You know what else he did? You heard this? Go on, read it. God filled with the Holy Ghost. Yep. Go ahead, brother. Hey, it's a good thing to get saved. I know the Spirit of God lives within you, but it's a good thing you have to get saved if you're filled with the Spirit of God. Yep. And you know what else he did? Go read it. It's all in Acts chapter 9. Go read it. this. He got baptized. Amen. I highly recommend Christians get baptized. <laughs> I doubt your Christians don't want to be baptized. Bless the Lord. We don't get baptized to get saved. We baptize because we are saved. Amen. Christ didn't have to get baptized because he's a sinner. Christ got baptized so he might identify with us. And we get baptized so we might identify with him. Right. And that death and that burial. And thank God that resurrection of a new life. Amen. That baptism didn't save you. That baptism was just an outward show of an inward wealth. Where one day you was a lost good Christian. We right. a lost sinner. And you went down a dead sinner. But thank God God resurrected right. you. That's a newness of life. He got baptized. Thank you, Lord. What else he did? Y'all ready for this? I don't even believe this. Church. <laughs> Bless him, Lord. Go on, he went in the synagogue. You know what he did? He preached. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my goodness. I mean, here's Saul. He wants to persecute the saints. He's wanting to do everything. He's, he's trying to get away from God. But all of a sudden, God saves him. You know what he does? God said, hey, I'm going to give you a preacher. He's going to help you. I'm going to put a Barnabas in your life. He's going to help you. I want you to get filled with the Holy Ghost. He gets filled with the Holy Ghost. I want you to listen. I want you to go get baptized. He said, I'm going to be baptized. He goes, get baptized. He said, I want you to go down there to the synagogue and I want you to preach. And the way he did, he went down there to the synagogue and he began to preach. Bless the Lord. See, he thought he knew what living was. But he had no idea. No. And the grace of God changed his life. Amen. Amen. Did you hear me this morning? Mm. You have no idea that God you want to hear me this morning? You choking your pride inside and say, I ain't going to hell for nobody. 
I remember hearing the story. I remember hearing the story of a lady in church who was alive with the pastor. And she was, for several weeks, the Lord had been dealing with her. And what she kept holding on to was, I'm the pastor's wife. And if I go down to that altar and meet, I'm the sinner. And I've never truly been saved. They'll probably vote my husband out because they don't want to have nothing to do with a preacher and a preacher's wife being saved. Bless That's what the devil was feeding her. That's yeah. what the devil was feeding yeah. her. But for several weeks, she kept dealing with it. And she kept dealing with it. And that morning, she said, I can't take it no more. She come running down to the altar. And this is what she did. She looked up at her husband. And this is what she did. She looked at him. And she said, I refuse to go to hell for you. That's right. She said, I refuse Bless to go to hell for you. And she, the devil been telling her he was going to be mad at her. And she listened and she said, my husband be so mad if he realizes I'm lost. I've been having him for her. I've been having everybody else for her. And she was always, she found out. Yeah. Her husband got down there with her. Said, honey, you need to be saved. It's a good day to get saved. Right. And you know, she found out that church came around and loved on her. And they said, we were, we were so excited. Said, and you know what else happened? All of a sudden, the deacon's wife came down. And she said, the Lord's been dealing with me too. And if you, and the Lord, if you were brought to God, the Lord's been dealing with me too. And all of a sudden, somebody else moved. And somebody else moved. And somebody else moved. And you know what she said? I sure am glad for the day that not only did I respond to God for what He wanted to do in my life, but for the day that He responded and what He Want to do with somebody else's life. Right. Hey, so when I got saved, ready for this? I got saved. Is a week later, God saved my uh, stepdad. Bless him, Lord. And I preached my first message. God saved my brother. It was revival night. Just a week later, God saved my sister. It was a couple years later, God saved my other sister. Y'all with me? It was just a few years later, God saved my uncle. And God saved my aunt. And you said, what happened? I want to tell you, thank God, God did a work in my life. And God let me go out to the lost and dying world. Let me go tell my stepdad that God saved me. Let me go tell my brother that God saved me. And let me go tell my uncle. And let me go tell my aunt. And you know what God did in their life? God worked in their life just like He worked in my life. Right. You yes, have no idea. You have no idea what God can do for you, but also what God can do for those sitting around you. Yeah, Amen. There's people listening. There's hanging on to a prayer. They're begging God, listen, I'm about to give up. They're thinking you're never going to get saved. But I got to give these God's still in the saving business. I don't care who's in the White House, God's still in the saving business. I don't care what the economy is, God's still in the saving business. I don't care, listen, red, yellow, black, and white, they're all precious in the staff. I don't care if you're a deacon, I don't care if you're a deacon's wife, I don't care if you're a Sunday school teacher, I don't care if you're a Sunday school whatever existing, I don't care if you're a choir leader, I don't care if you're a piano player, I don't care who you are. I'm for you getting saved. Better than that, the Lord's for you getting saved. Everybody standing. But Don, if you would, come Play softly on the piano this morning. Everybody standing.